0: pants in the house because somebody's got to but i am not a monster i'm not
1: you're a spoiled self-indulgent willful dirty-minded liquor
0: it went snap i'm not gonna try to get through to you anymore there was a second back there yeah there was a second just a second when i could have gotten through to you when when maybe we could have cut through all this this crap but it's past.
1: I'm not going to try. Once a month, Martha. I've gotten used to it. Once a month and we get misunderstood Martha, the good-hearted girl underneath the barnacles, the little miss that the touch of kindness would bring to bloom again. And I've believed it more times than I'd like to admit because I don't like to think I'm that much of a sucker. But I don't believe you. I just don't believe you. There is no moment. There is no moment anymore when we could come together. You're
0: right. You can't come together with nothing and you're nothing snap i looked at you tonight and you weren't there I snapped and, and i'm gonna howl it out and i'm not gonna give a damn what i do and i'm gonna make the biggest goddamn explosion you've ever heard
1: you try and i'll beat you with your own game. is that a threat george huh it's a threat martha you're gonna Get it, baby. Be careful, Martha. I'll rip you to pieces. You are not man
0: enough. You haven't the guts. Total. Total.
2: Good evening, and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Of course, if you don't know who that was, that's Taylor and Burton. Who's afraid of Virginia Wolf? Written by Edward Albee Made for the film by Mr. Mike Nichols And the film itself plays like a play Like a performance Produced by Ernest Lehman Screenplay by Ernest Lehman What a dump hmm? Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton Probably their best the film centers are on the volatile marriage of a middle-aged couple, George, an associate professor of history at a small New England college, and Martha, the daughter of the university president. After they return home drunk from a party, Martha reveals she has invited a young married couple, whom she had met at the party, for a drink. So this movie takes place in one night. <laughs> Just like a play. Released June 21st, 1966 Back then in 1966 They were saying goddamn a lot in film Because at that point The studio system had died No more censorship No more wholesomeness It was That's when films Started to become the films that we know now And thus you have the second Golden age of film in the 1970s Where you could say anything Violence, nudity but with the burtons it was i like to say goddamn and drink <laughs> this is the first time i saw this movie i the the reason why i opened with that opening part i think it's called the exorcism because this this film is told in parts the chapters of the film First of all, Elizabeth Taylor put on a lot of makeup. She gained 20 pounds, put on some prosthetics. She was 33, playing 55. She went on to win her second Academy Award for Best Actress. Remember, the first one she won was for Butterfield 8. That was really kind of the sympathy vote because she almost died. Even even uh, Yul Brenner was shocked when he opened that envelope. This was nominated for 13 Academy Awards, Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Best Actress, Best Supporting Actor, Best Supporting Actress. It won Best Actress, Best Supporting Actress, Sandy Dennis, Best Art Direction, Best Cinematography. I mean, it's a beautifully photographed film. Best Costume Design. I first saw this, I think, out of high school, and then again in college. I remember in college, they showed the part where... You think George is going to shoot Martha in the head When it's really just A gag But at the heart of the film Is the beginning What Edward Albee did was He took a line that Betty Davis Betty Davis Very casually In Beyond the Forest Her last film for Warner Brothers Said She looks around She kind of Scoops up some dust and she's like What a dump And what Edward Albee did When he made this for the stage And the film <laughs> Pumped it up And he pumped it up in a way Where it's, it's a parody of itself Now Elizabeth Taylor Had said up until the end of her life That this was the film That she wanted to be remembered for So the night that she died TCM played it and I remember watching it and thinking, now that is a tribute right there. Is they were obviously listening when she said, that's the film she wants to be remembered for. Because she put everything that she could. Here she was, this beautiful actress. And that was the other thing. Even Paul Newman suffered from this in, in Hollywood. Is that if you were beautiful, you couldn't act. When in they really could act. And here she is, you know, she's got the, the black hair and the velvet, eye, the violet eyes and proved herself with who's afraid of virginia wolf you know she hated butterfield eight she talked about that she said when they were doing the screening room she wrote in lipstick piece of shit and then the fact that she won an oscar for it that's always the thing though you win the oscar for the film that you hated you win the award for the album that you hated bob dylan said that once bob dylan won album of the year he says you know uh they convinced me to put it out. Although their favorite songs aren't on it. They put it out anyway. But he, you know, he would love Time Out of Mind. But back to Elizabeth Taylor. This is such a legendary film. And they're obviously a couple. They have a lot of issues that we don't learn about. And they like to play these games. And that instance at the beginning where... She goes snap they're playing a game it's It's a form of um sports they're sporting, yeah, although I know some people who watch it kind of cringe because you know okay you've got Sandy Dennis and the other um what was his name He died recently uh george uh George Siegel and Today, if someone watches the film, and think, oh, God, they're swingers. (laughs) God forbid. But no, they were. Yeah. Here we go. Hey,
0: what's that from? What a dump. How would I know? Oh, come on. What's it from? You know. Awesome. What's it from, for Christ's sake? What's it from? I just told you. I just did it. What a duck! Huh? What's that from? The faintest lady. You dumb girl. some damn Betty Davis picture
2: some goddamn Warner Brothers picture. I can't remember all the pictures that came out of Warner Brothers. <laughs> First of all, the dialogue is everything. ...in Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf? <sighs> ...and they have these moments... All, ...all of them have these moments... ...but at the heart of it is Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton... ...that connection that nobody can fake... ...I mean, the chemistry that they have together... ...in many of their films... I mean, they did The Taming of the Shrew. They did... uh, What was his name? I forget. But they did a lot of films together. And like many actors, you know, who are in relationships, it doesn't always translate to the screen. But in Taylor and Burton's... First of all, he... Played so many Shakespearean roles He played He was in Beckett And here she is You know This child star I think uh, Cher Cher said it best Of Elizabeth Taylor She says I must have watched National Velvet About a hundred times And so for her to graduate From this Child star And also a star of scandal The Debbie Reynolds Eddie Fisher But but thankfully, <laughs> there was a silver lining to that in the form of Richard Burton. Here is this man that is such a great actor, such a booming voice, this Welsh actor. And she leaves Eddie Fisher, this, you know, whatever, <laughs> for Richard Burton. <laughs> yeah. And and the two of them on screen together, it's, it's truly electric. And who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? The first time I saw it, I was kind of a little confused because I thought, okay, why is it moving like this? And it was moving like a play. And someone had told me that that. And the way Mike Nichols did it. Mike Nichols was such a great director. And a year later, won Best Director for The Graduate. And a lot of his films, they just... They're timeless And who's afraid of Virginia Woolf You know there are photographs of it in color But the fact that they did it in black and white And think of the makeup and the prosthetics that Elizabeth Taylor is wearing And it has kind of a noir-ish quality to it The fact that it's shot in black and white and You get to experience this, this volatile marriage Which at times is a little funny I remember the first time I saw it, and they're, they're driving drunk, and it's like, oh, God.
1: My Martha, your Sunday chapel dress. Oh, that's most attractive.
0: You like it? Good. What the hell do you mean screaming up the stairs at I me mean, like that?
2: You
1: got lonely, darling. You got lonely for the soft purr of your little voice. <laughs> well, you just trot over to the bar, Pooh, and-, and make your little mommy a great big twig.
0: That's right. Say, you must be quite a guy getting your masters when you were, what, 12? (laughs) Hear that, George? 12 and a half,
1: actually. (laughs) No, 19, really. Honey, you need to mention that. I'm
0: proud of you. I'm very
1: impressed.
0: You're damn right.
1: I said I was impressed. Beside myself with jealousy. What do you want me to do, throw up? That's really very
0: impressive. You should be right proud. Oh, he's
1: a pretty nice fella. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if
2: you mm-hmm. in the, history
1: department, the Biology department. Biology department, of course, I seem preoccupied with history. <laughs> what a remark. I am preoccupied with history. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: George is not preoccupied with history. George is preoccupied with the history department. George is preoccupied with the history department because, because he's he
1: is not the history department, but is only in the history department. We know, Martha. We went through all that while you were upstairs getting up.
0: That's right, baby. You keep it clean. George is bogged down in the history department.
2: <laughs> so, what they're doing is they're setting up the scene together. Uh, how do I say this? It's almost, it, it's a game. It's a game that they're playing, and they're, but they're only doing it for company. At the beginning of the film, they're both tired. They're both drunk. They're both wrecked. They're talking about what a dump. She's eating chicken, putting salt on it. And as she said, she looked like a total slob in the film. But she's still she's still glamorous. She's still the Elizabeth Taylor. But she becomes Martha, and she has these wonderful explosions. That that's what film is all about. Uh, But usually that translate on it translates on Broadway. But here she is. She's if you notice, it's a new form of acting for her that she had. she played so many different roles in her career. And, uh, but yeah. Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? If I, I, I've seen, goodness, I've seen National Velvet. I've seen Giant. Giant is a really great film. But, and then, you know, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. But there's something kind of. Olymp- Olympic, in a way, that she's at Mount Olympus. She's she's risen with uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf? Oh, this is such a great moment.
1: Yes, Martha, now that you've had the bad taste to bring the matter up in the first place, when is the little bugger coming home?
0: ...maragingly. Pretty speech, George. Thank you, Martha. You rose to the occasion good. Real good. Well, real well.
1: Honey, Martha knows. Martha knows better.
0: That's right. I've been to college like everybody else. George, our son does not have blue hair or blue eyes for that matter. He has green eyes.
2: Like that. So what they're doing is, as I said, they're playing a game and they're playing a really dark, fucked up game because you don't know. Is there any truth within this? and, but there's a really great moment that I'm looking for where, ah, here we go where she just, she lets Rich she lets George have it it wasn't such a good idea
0: after all that maybe Georgie boy didn't have the stuff, that maybe he didn't have it in it, stop it mother like hell I will you see George didn't have much push he wasn't particularly aggressive in fact he was sort of a flop, a great Big fat fluffy! Stop it, Mother. I hope that was an empty bottle, George. You can't afford to waste good liquor. Not on your salary, not on an associate professor's salary. So here I am, stuck with this flop, this on, bog in the history department Martha. who's married to the Don't president's daughter who's right, expected right. to be who's somebody not Virginia, just Virginia, a nobody, a bookworm a goddamn goddank that can't
1: of Virginia, out of
0: Virginia, himself Virginia, that doesn't Virginia, have the drugs to make Virginia, anybody
1: so cry. Who's
2: afraid of Virginia Woolf? Oh, See, they're like children. They're just... They're trying to <laughs> escort the situation out of the way. But she just keeps going. And George Siegel and Sandy Dennis, as supporting characters, really hold their own against Taylor and Burton. When she starts, there's practically
1: no stopping. I mean, she'll go right on for hours. Not all the time regularly until time uh, just about I uh, oh sure (laughs) I married her because she was pregnant oh but uh, you said you didn't have any children when I asked you you said she wasn't really it was uh hysterical pregnancy. She blew up and then uh, she
2: went down. And when she was up, you married her. And then she went down. So even George, George Siegel and Sandy Dennis's characters have their own drama. But also at the heart of this is Richard Burton. Richard Burton, who was nominated, did not win. Here he is that well shacked And then
1: they laughed And then more people were told And the laughter grew And more people And more laughter And uh, No one was laughing More than Us And none of us More than the boy Who had Shot his mother Soon Everyone in the gin mill Knew what the laughter Was about And it
2: was So We're going to go on here like i said the first time i watched this i was i was kind of stunned and i thought oh my god this is hell on wheels this is a roller coaster ride of booze and cigarettes and you know they they go to oh here we go this is when they get in the car this really kind of threw me the first time i saw it i went okay we're actually going to get in the car like that. Thank you. Here we are, a little
0: shaky, but on our feet. Yeah, Wasn't good, too bad hey, here, really. On, I'm, not, I'm not cold, but you I am. Put it on, we're leaving. You're what? We're leaving, going home. Oh, wow. Well, wait a minute, what's been going on here? What have you been up to? I'll go get the car. You don't have to, i no, George. Six. Yes, sir. Just what the hell do you think you're doing?
1: Let me see. I think what I'm doing is I'm getting the car to take our little guests
0: home (laughs) well aren't you going to apologize it wasn't my fault the road should have been straight not that for making her throw up I did not make her throw up you most certainly did i did not no, well, who no, do you think no. did sexy back there you think he made his own wife sick well you make me sick that's different no Now, please i throw up i mean i get sick occasionally all by myself without any reason is
1: that a fact
0: i've always done it
1: like big ben huh? mm. just watch it huh?
0: George makes everybody sick. Why, when our son was just a little boy, he used matter. to throw up all the time. because I George. said, don't Martha. It got so bad that whenever George came into a room, he'd start right enriching. The real reason
1: why our son used to throw up all the time, wife and lover, was because he couldn't stand you fiddling at him all the time, breaking into his bedroom, your komuna flying, fiddling. Yeah,
0: and I suppose that's why he ran away from home twice in one month, twice in one month, six times in one year. Our son
1: ran away from home all the time because Martha here used to corner him.
0: I never cornered the son of a bitch in my life.
1: He used to run up to me when I'd get home and he'd say, Mama's always coming at me. That's what he'd say. Liar. That's the way Liar. It was. Yes. She was always
2: coming. They're playing their game. They're playing their game. It, it just gets more meaty as they go. Uh, to describe who's afraid of Virginia Woolf, you're describing a feast of emotions, a feast of dialogue. No, if I can't. Okay stop let's go. (sighs) This is the scene of the crime where they're at the inn and obviously everyone is drunk.
0: over. Smile and he said, look here, kid, you don't think for a second I'm going to let you publish this kind of crap to you? Not on your life, baby, not while you're teaching here. You publish that and you're out. On your ass. Resist, resist. 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 Will <laughs> Ooh, he will not be made He will not be made mock. I will not. I think. The game is over. Just imagine yeah. a book all about a boy who murders his mother and kills his father and pretends it's all an accident. Hey! Hey, wait a minute! Do you, do you want another clinch? Yeah. Do you want to know what Big Brave Georgie said to Daddy? Oh no, 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 no. Hey. Georgie. But Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but sir, this isn't a novel at all. You will not say this. Help him to you keep away from me? No, sir, this is not novel at all. This is the truth. This really happened to me. I'll kill you. It happened. It happened. It, happened. it
1: happened. Violent. 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 All right. All right. Very quiet now. it <laughs> be...
2: Now I'm not going to play the whole film for you Because <laughs> that, would, that would ruin the surprises that come later in the film These games that Martha and George like to play Eventually they lead to the truth coming out Oh, But in Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf The truth is often cloaked, layered under a lot of alcohol a lot of regret, a lot of yelling, a lot of volatile games that they play. And if I can go over to here, I think the moment that probably is my favorite in Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf is where they're outside, and they're and it's and I think the the that's called the exorcism or it's called something, and um. The way that they, the, the dialogue, the dialogue between them and the way the camera cuts. And I mean, you have to watch this on widescreen to really, you know, to, to gather the emotional pace that's going on. Here we go. And I want to give a shout out to my friend, Dr. Rob. His uh, partner loves this film, so... There you go. A a lot of people I've talked to like this film. Uh, A friend of mine from college loved this film. We discussed it. I wish I could have him on the show. Uh, Philip, I don't know where you're at. So We, we talked a lot about this film and just the dialogue. If you look at this film and you look at Mike Nichols later on in his career and what this really did... Mike Nichols had a very long and amazing career. He did stage. He did television. He did film. And a lot of his films have these threads woven into them, the characters. And it's along the lines of an ensemble piece done by sidney Lumet and but this is this is all Mike Nichols. Sometimes it's improv. sometimes it's it's on the spot. But these emotions that are within Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf? That's the reason why it was nominated for the lucky 13 Oscars. Richard Burton didn't win. He lost to Paul Schofield for a man of all seasons. And Elizabeth Taylor won. And so did Sandy Dennis. This was This was a wild film for its day. Here we go. You, you're
1: slashing at everything in sight scarring up half the world if you want to but let somebody else try it oh no my oh, baby day. i did it all for you i thought you'd like it sweetheart it's to your taste blood carnage and all i thought you'd sort of get excited sort of uh, heave and pant and come running at me your melon's bobbly. bobbling you have really screwed up George. oh come on i mother.
0: mean it you really have
1: you can sit around with a gin running out of your mouth You can humiliate me You can tear me to pieces all night That's perfectly okay, that's alright
0: You can stand it I cannot stand it You can stand it, you married me for it That's a desperately sick lie Don't you know it even yet Martha I've always gotten tired whipping you Year after year
1: Deluded, Martha, deluded
0: It's not what I wanted
1: well, at least you were onto yourself. I didn't know. I'm onto
0: myself.
1: No, no, no. You're sick.
0: show you who's sick. I'll show you who's sick. i show you. I'll show you. Oh, I'll show you. Oh, show no. you. I'll stop stop it, it. Stop it. <sighs> oh, boy. You really are having a field day, aren't you? I'm going to finish you before I'm through with you. You and that quarterback,
1: you're both going to finish me.
0: Before I'm through with you, you'll wish you died in that automobile, you
1: bastard. And you'll wish you never mentioned our son. Me. I said I warn you.
0: I'm impressed.
1: I
2: w- So that's where we're going to stop. Because I want you all to enjoy Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Okay. what a film that's cinematography if you watch it you'll 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 understand what I mean how it's lit at the AFI's 100 years 100 films the 10th anniversary edition it was ranked 67. I would have ranked it a little higher Ernest Lehman I mean really this was this was amazing. Was released on June 21, 1966, the film went on to become a financial success, earning a North American rental gross of $14.5 million, which made it the third highest grossing film of 1966. Differences from the play. Let's talk about that. The film adaption differs from slightly from the play, which is only four characters. The minor characters of the roadhouse owner who has only a few lines of dialogue, and his wife, who serves as a tray of drinks and leaves silently, were played by the film's gaffer, Frank Flanagan, and his wife, Agnes. The play is set entirely in Martha and George's house. In the film, one scene takes place at the roadhouse, one in Martha and George and Martha's yard, and one in their car. Despite these minor de- uh, deviations, however, the film is extremely faithful to the play. The filmmakers use the original play as a screenplay. And aside from toning down some of the profanity slightly, Martha's Screw You, which in the 19- 2005 Broadway revival is Fuck You, becomes "goddamn You. Virtually all of the original dialogue remains intact. In the versions released in the UK, Screw You is kept intact. In an interview at the time of the release, Taylor referred to this phrase as pushing the boundaries. Nick is never referred to or addressed by name during the film or the play. Oh my God. It was shot, the exterior scenes were shot in uh, Smith College, Northampton, Massachusetts. The choice of Elizabeth Taylor at the time regarded as one of the most beautiful women in the world to play the frumpy, 50ish Martha surprised many, but the actress gained 30 pounds for the role and her performance along with those of Richard Burton and Siegel and Dennis was ultimately praised. When Warner Brothers had Jack Warner approached Albee about buying the film rights for the play, he told Albee that he wanted to cast Betty Davis and James Mason in the roles of Martha and George. In the script, Martha uh, references Davis and quotes her famous What a Dump line from the film Beyond the Forest, released in 1949. Albee was delighted by this cast, believing that James Mason seemed absolutely right and to watch Betty Davis do that Betty Davis imitation in the first scene. That would have been so wonderful. However, fearing that the talky, character-driven story would land with a resounding thud and that audiences would grow weary of watching two hours of screaming between a Meridian and Wimp Nichola, uh, Nichols and Lehman cast stars Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton. Alby was surprised by the casting decision, but later stated that Taylor was quite good and Burton was incredible. In the end, though, he still felt that with Ma- Mason and Davis, you would have had less of a flashy and ultimately deeper film. That's where I disagree. Oh, here we go. This is this is uh, wonderful because you know we always love this. As filming began, the Catholic Legion of the Motion Picture Arts, (laughs) formerly the Catholic Legion of Decency, screw them, issued a preliminary, preliminary report that if they had heard was true, they might have to issue Virginia Woolf with the once dreaded condemned rating, although they promised to wait to see the film. The Motion Picture Association of America followed with an even stronger statement. Warning the studio without promising to wait for a screening, but it was thinking of leaving the Broadway play's language intact. They could forget about getting a seal of approval. Most of the film's exteriors, okay, where we talked about that, blah, blah, blah. <sighs> in fact, I know that Elaine Stritch was in the Broadway play, and she said some, something really funny about it. And so that's Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Directed by Mike Nichols Elizabeth Taylor Richard Burton George Segal Sandy Dennis What a dump Good night